Welcome to Paradigm Lovecast, a portal of thought leaders from around the world supporting and bridging a new paradigm of guidance, support, and practical embodiment tools to bridge the primal, the holy, and the cosmic to radically revolutionize reality. Welcome to episode five of Paradigm Lovecast. My name is Madeline Love, and so grateful that you're here with me today. And I want to acknowledge that I haven't done the last two Gene Key readings, um, just being in honoring of myself and the process that I've been going through and tending to my needs. And so I'm really excited to be um, back here sharing with you all again the Gene Key reading for today, August 5th until August 10th. And so this week's Gene Key is the seventh Gene Key. Virtue is its own reward. The shadow is division. The gift is guidance and the city is virtue. A world divided. The seventh shadow of division is one of the main reasons human society operates in hierarchies. Not only is this shadow responsible for the manifestation of hierarchy, but it also makes you think in terms of hierarchy. We have become so used to thinking this way that we no longer conceive that another way might exist. Hierarchy is based upon division It divides human beings into social classes, economic classes, racial, and political wings. The reason for this division is rooted far more deeply than our psychology. It's actually stamped upon our genes. It is through the seventh shadow that we're programmed to follow leaders, and it's also through this shadow that certain people are programmed to behave as leaders. The entire issue of leadership and power are contained within the shadow. The ancient Chinese named this seventh hexagram of the I Ching the army, which is extremely fitting. The army represents the real power in a country on a political level, and if you don't control the army, you have no real power. This symbol of an army also represents the idea of power through force rather than the power through inspiration, which is the true nature of leadership expressed through the seventh gift and city. This shadow always rules by force, and today it runs the political systems across the whole expanse of our planet. Even modern democracy, which has at its heart a high ideal, does not entirely eradicate the concept of leadership through force. Now, however, instead of the military strength, democratic leaders have had to lead through the force of numbers. They have to secure the majority of votes. On a subtle level, even democracy encourages division. Modern political leaders can still force their way to the top. They can cheat, spin, or bend the truth, manipulate, and even buy their way into leadership. Until leadership demands its highest frequency, that of the city of virtue, we will never fully see the end of the political division and hierarchy. 
The seventh shadow cannot command true respect or loyalty because it has, at its core, the lust for power rather than the good of others. Those who are elected as our leaders are chosen because they have a genetic imprinting that marks them as the alphas. However, this does not necessarily make them good leaders. Just as they are leaders, so there must also be followers, and these followers are equally influenced by the seventh shadow. Since the mass consciousness of humanity operates at a low frequency, it does not recognize high-frequency leaders, so it does not elect them into power. On very rare occasions, the mass consciousness does elect a high-frequency leader to guide them into the future. This usually happens during extraordinary times. One example was the election of Vaclav Havel, a poet and playwright, to the presidency of the Czech and Slovak Federal Republic in 1989. At that time, the fall of communism created such an upsurge in planetary consciousness that it became possible for a man of true virtue to assume a position of leadership. However, throughout most of human history, our political leaders have been men or women of personal ambition rather than true unshakable virtue, and the seventh shadow of division is not confined to the political world stage, but operates at all levels of society. The other reason for this is to be found in the thirteenth shadow of discord, the programming partner for the seventh shadow. The thirteenth shadow concerns the inability to attune to or empathize with the heart of the people. It therefore undermines the principles of fellowship and trust between different groups of human beings. Wherever you recognize another as an authority or guide, the seventh gene key is at play. In the case of the shadow frequency, like attracts like. In other words, someone at a victim level of consciousness will be drawn to someone who further strengthens that same energy frequency. If you are weak, you will magnetize those who reinforce your weakness and even play it out for their own benefit. It can be a huge shock to people when they realize for the first time that they've been playing out this victim consciousness all their lives. An even deeper shock is the discovery that most authority figures in the world today are doctors, therapists, business advisors, even our spiritual teachers are in the business of serving the shadow of division. Most people who are recognized as leaders do not want you to stop being a victim because they unconsciously fear that it will put them out of business. In this way, the leader is as much of a victim as a seventh shadow as the follower. On an individual level, you must be ever watchful of your own tendency to give other people authority over you. The seventh shadow usually does not see the hidden agendas of certain leaders until it's too late. It is all too easy to compromise your own authority to follow someone in a position of power or to someone with a great deal of charisma or personal charm. The mark of a true leader is one whose main interest is empowering you to lead yourself rather than binding you to them. Ironically, the false leader always tries to hold, hold on to you, whereas the real leader always tries to get rid of you. There is absolutely nothing wrong with looking to another with respect or reverence. It is a completely natural stage of the human journey. The trick is to find a person who can truly listen to you. The real leader is the ultimate listener. 
he or she will empathize so deeply with your suffering that you will finally give yourself permission to embrace it without fear, which will enable you to transcend it. At the core of leadership, at the shadow frequency, lies the fear of losing power, which keeps hierarchy intact. In the business world, the seventh shadow of division is the norm. Wherever money is concerned, hierarchy is found to be at its most rigid. Like the army, orders come from the top and they are to be obeyed. There is no real autonomy or two-way communication within a model such as this. There is very little room for trust or ordinary human intimacy in these kinds of businesses because the prime directive at their heart is to serve themselves and make money. The result can only be division. Division creates an attitude of every man for himself or only slightly better every business for itself. This is still the essence of most modern business. As was stated at the beginning of this gene key, we humans really do not realize that there could be other ways to operate in the world. Our inability to think collectively is precisely what creates the world divided. Only the leader who cannot be corrupted by power has true power at his or her disposal. As such leaders are recognized in the future, we will see the gradual disillusion of the force that divides human beings from one another. Ultimately, the driving force behind business, politics, and all arenas of leadership will have to take a great quantum leap. It will have to move from fear to love, or in terms of business, it will have to switch from self-serving to whole-serving. This is the path indicated by the seventh gift, which will finally blossom fully into the seventh city. Okay, just invite a a breath to allow that to settle and there is a repressive nature and a reactive nature of this shadow of division and so the repressive nature is hidden when the seventh gene key is repressed it simply fails to manifest in the world these people carry the genetic imprinting for recognition as leaders but remain hidden this creates immense pressure within them, as well as frustration and resentment of all of which can manifest as physical symptoms in the body as emotions. The world today is actually full of hidden leaders living behind the shadow veils that prevent others from seeing them or benefiting from them. The force that prevents a person's recognition comes from within that person and has nothing to do with what they do in the world. Thus, for these people to step into leadership, they must first recognize the power within themselves. As they do, a great tide of optimism and intelligence is released back into the world, which instantly gains them recognition from society at large. And the reactive nature of division is dictatorial. The reactive side of the seventh shadow knows well that it is a leader and takes full advantage of this by abusing its position. These people use those who follow them to their own advantage, thus reinforcing their status as followers. True leadership encourages people not to rely on others, whereas this style of leadership demands complete reliance either through pure power of presence or through subtler means. 
These people are masters of patterns and can manipulate others by locking them into certain patterns. These can be intellectual patterns of thinking or belief, powerful emotional games, or materialistic patterns involving money. The game is to trap followers into believing that they need leadership. Naturally, such leaders only attract followers who want to remain at the victim level of consciousness. All right, so just inviting another breath to allow that to settle in. The shadow frequency of division repressed becomes hidden, reacted to becomes dictatorial. And so as we begin to integrate the shadow of the seventh gene key, it unlocks the gift of guidance, the power behind the throne. True leadership, like true education, does not impose itself on anyone. It is the gift of being able to help others find their own way forward in life rather than taking away their individual power. This is precisely what is meant by the name of the seventh gift, the gift of guidance. As was discussed in the seventh shadow, it is the driving force behind leaders that determine what kind of followers or supporters they will attract. At the gift level of frequency, we see the move away from fear towards service. Leaders operating at this frequency are able to think at a collective organizational level. They know that unless individuals are suitably self-empowered, the organization will not thrive. To this end, people with the seventh gift are strong supporters and implementers of schemes that allow individuals more power, creativity, and autonomy at all levels of society. The seventh gift in many ways is represented by the ideal of democracy. In the democratic ideal, every individual is free and leaders are chosen by the people to represent and guide them. Modern democratic government is designed to listen to the opinions of mass consciousness and then use discernment to lead the nation forward. In this way, the seventh gift and its programming partner, the 13th gift of discernment, knit the collective together in a single pattern where all the individuals within that collective structure work together. This, at least, is the ideal of democracy. As we all know, it does not often work that way. Once in power, leaders tend to follow their own agendas, which may or may not reflect what the majority really wants. Politics tends to follow its own somewhat bent course, and that course greatly depends upon the core qualities and principles of those who lead. Having said all of this, modern democracy is a huge shift in the direction of higher consciousness when compared to more primitive modes of government that do not encourage freedom. The seventh gift of guidance rests upon the ideal of service. To truly guide another person or group of people, you need to put aside your own opinions and judgments and listen intently to their needs. Great guides are great listeners. Sometimes simply by being listened to in the right way, a person finds the answer to their problem without direct input from the guide. People with the seventh gift have a powerful magnetic presence, and just from being in their aura, you can come to deep clarity about your own direction. These people can in particular help others to see future patterns. This does not mean that they literally can see the future, but that their guidance is in alignment with future trends. It is this quality of being ahead of the crowd that marks these people as leaders. However, their recognition depends upon the times in which they live. 
History shows us again and again that many of the greatest leaders of the world has known in government, business, science, or art often pass unrecognized during their own times. There is a strong evidence for the current emergence of the seventh gift at various levels within society. Since humanistic psychologist Abraham Maslow introduced his famous model of the hierarchy of human needs in the 1940s, it has become foundation of understanding organizational structure. Developed particularly in the business world, it enables us to understand large human frameworks in a wholly new way. Business can be seen as entire cultures within their own chemistry and life force. For the first time, people talk about the levels of consciousness of entire businesses. These are the early stages of a higher consciousness infiltrating the world of business. The greatest gestalt shift will come when the first truly holistic and service-based businesses prove that they can be more successful than the old greed-based empires. Some new organizational models are also beginning to understand the levels of consciousness of different styles of leadership. In our exploration of the gene keys, we are only looking at the three levels encompassing the two great quantum leaps, the leap from the shadow to the gift and the leap from the gift to the city. In reality, there are subtle bands within the spectrum of consciousness which give way to many other different levels. One new business model divides leaders into seven levels of consciousness according to the Hindu chakra system. Thus, you have leadership styles ranging from authoritarian, the first chakra, to facilitator, the fourth chakra, to visionary, the seventh chakra. It is this mid-range style of leadership, the facilitator, that corresponds to the seventh gift. Facilitator, as the name suggests, make communication and implementation easier and smoother. People with the seventh gift do not lead from the front, but they guide the energy of the group itself. They create a space in which an organic team harmony can develop on its own with minimal interference. They are often content to allow others with the requisite gifts to stand in the limelight while they lead quietly from behind the scenes. And in this sense, the seventh gene key is an archetype of the power behind the throne. This is the true meaning of guidance, trusting in the life process rather than forcing matters by taking control. This ability to surrender to life itself is the foundation of true leadership. All right, so just another invitation to take a deep breath and just allow this information of the seventh gene key gift of guidance to settle in the body and as we work through to integrate our shadow and fully activate the gift we can unlock this seventh city of virtue repairing the world the seventh city is an energetic blueprint hidden inside of each human being Despite many interpretations of the word virtue, true virtue has nothing to do with the concepts of morals or behavior. Anyone can behave in a pseudo-virtuous fashion, yet have none of the power of this city. We saw throughout the seventh gift how deeply this gene key is connected to the issue of leadership. In every pack of animals, there is an alpha, one animal that the others automatically follow. Among human beings, this too is the case. Leadership is determined by genetics. 
The quality of leadership is determined by the frequency passing through those genetics. At the gift level, we saw how the authoritarian style of leadership gave way to the more democratic style of the facilitator. Here in the seventh city, we find the visionary leaders, but far more importantly, we find virtuous leaders. True leadership is analogous with virtue. However, the world has seen very few true leaders. This seventh city waits for specific times in history when the frequency of the mass consciousness is elevated enough for it to be recognized. If the conditions are not right, then these people pass unrecognized at a collective level of society, even though they may have great influence on a local level. In the Tao Te Ching, the sage Lao Tzu speaks about true virtue as it impacts society through the superior man. Even though the language may be archaic, the message is pure. The secret of virtue lies in complete surrender to nature. Indeed, the word day in the title of this profound work is a word generally translated as virtue. It was also through this book that the wonderful and often quoted saying was born, virtue is its own reward. Therein lies another great secret of virtue. It lies beyond the need for recognition and beyond the need to be of service. Virtue is simply the unimpeded expression of nature through men or women living at their zenith. Virtue has been deeply misunderstood over the centuries. Those beings in which this city is manifested have indeed led exemplary lives. The seventh city contains the seed of the future man and woman, an archetype of perfected behavior that few normal people can live up to. The confusion has come about because people at lower levels of consciousness try to emulate the behavior of those in whom the Siddic state is flowering. This creates deep tension because virtue is a final flowering rather than a path in itself. The city of virtue is a guiding purity that pulls humanity into the future. It constantly bubbles beneath the surface of humanity. Every true virtuous deed done by human beings represents an upsurge in the consciousness of the totality. This city is in fact our insurance policy that we will never destroy ourselves. Everywhere, every day, people commit small and often unseen acts of virtue, and the power of these acts is incalculable. They often offset the powers of chaos. In the great Jewish book of mysticism, the Zohar, there is a powerful analogy to the journey through the seventh gene key. It is encapsulated in the Kabbalist concept known as the Tikkun Olam, a phrase usually translated as repairing the world. The Kabbalists say that when the Creator made the world, He created a series of vessels to hold the divine light, but as the light flowed down into these vessels, they shattered and fell towards the realm of matter. Thus, the world in which we live is made of countless shards of the original vessels in which the divine light is trapped. They go on to say that every virtuous act committed by a human being helps to repair one of these broken shards. We can see from this beautiful metaphor how the seventh shadow of division represents the process of reuniting the shards. 
The final result of reassembling all the shards is represented by the seventh city when you see the completed picture deep within your being. The one in whom this city manifests becomes the Adam Kadmon, the perfected vehicle of divine realization. At this level of consciousness, virtue becomes the intent of the universe expressed through a human body. At the root of all acts performed by such a being lies the pure force of virtue, and this virtue has the remarkable effect of repairing the world. The seventh city allows a human being to see the certainty of the perfected future of mankind and allows him or her to actually live within it. In this way, such people are truly ahead of their time, even though for them time has ceased because they have remembered the future deep within their being. There is an interesting fugue played between this seventh city and its programming partner, the 13th city of empathy. This is best understood by the ancient symbol of Ouroboros, the serpent eating its own tail. Whereas the seventh city pulls us into the future, the 13th city pushes us from the past. These two great cities flower simultaneously in a human being and they concern the collective destiny of mankind with the 13th city representing the seed at the beginning of time and the seventh representing the flowering at the end of time. These two cities have a mass esoteric mythology connected to them. People in whom these states flower and energetically act as guides for the entire human race. They have been called by many names, by many cultures, the keepers of the world, the Illuminati, the shining or chosen ones, but they've also been deeply misunderstood by many cultures. As a vital link to the genetic chain known as the Ring of Union, this seventh city finds a chemical link with the fourth, 29th, and 59th gene keys. Together, this chemical family contains the collective codes for purifying human relationships across our planet. The combined dynamic of virtue with forgiveness, devotion, and transparency sets the stage for a completely new phenomenon to be seated in humanity, collective leadership. Collective leadership is the stage beyond individual leadership in which leadership becomes empathically shared energy field between individuals, thus bringing an end to hierarchy. The seventh city waits for a specific moment in time to awaken in the collective. In this book of Revelation, this seventh city is represented symbolically by the opening of the seventh seal, which precedes the return of the Christ consciousness. There are even deeper secrets here concerning the mythology around the number seven. However, at this deeper level, we can perhaps see why the original Chinese hexagram is called the army. The army refers to a collective group of beings. In the book of Revelation, they are known as the 144,000, and you can learn more about them from reading the 44th city. Essentially, this group of beings represents the genetic equipment through which higher consciousness will first touch down at a collective level on our planet. The term equipment is used deliberately here in order to dispel any sense of glamour concerning these so-called chosen ones. These beings are a collective fractal of leaders in which the cities will spontaneously flower over a cycle of many generations. They will be found at all levels of society, 
The core essence of each of these beings or leaders is virtue. The seventh city and the language that unites them is empathy, the thirteenth city. Ultimately, the seventh city concerns the future, and the future is about children. As the seventh city flowers in humanity, one of the first places it will manifest is through parents and teachers. Children who grow up among virtuous people need no other kind of education or guidance. Even now, this small piece of information is the greatest key for parents. Children who grow up in the aura of true virtue will take that energy into wherever, whatever sphere of life they move through, and in doing so, they will slowly but surely transform the future of our planet. And just final invitation to take a breath and allow this city of virtue to settle in the body and just feel into all of the things that came up today that resonated in the body any aha moments any unraveling of constriction opening and flowering something I want to reflect on this particular gene key right now during the what I would consider the most powerful um, portal of the year <laughs> this Lionsgate portal and it and it stretches through this this time period um, this the peak of this portal around division and the the level of division that is beginning to occur on our planet and we're feeling it so deeply and regardless of what your take is on all that is occurring and the different restrictions that are happening because of people's choices in how to choose to honor their body in whichever way they feel they need to do that it is um, we're witnessing is creating division externally and you know we have an opportunity to really look inside of ourselves and find anywhere that we are creating division within ourselves and see how when we shift that we begin to align into maybe you know a different work environment or a different community or a different friend group we begin to align and attract who we are at that level of consciousness it's more integrated into the unified field of consciousness and I love this last part with the city of just talking about how the future is the children you know and as long as we as adults um, can be emanating virtue from our field it's able to impact the children in a way that will ripple out into the next seven generations and so I'm curious what are the the ways in which maybe you're in the shadow of division maybe hiding maybe hiding your gifts and your your skills of leadership or or maybe reacting to that and trying to control and one of the things that I love about the gene keys is it's 
It's actually just an invitation for contemplation, not to analyze and assess, but like really just just contemplate, just contemplate the, this information and and allow sensation to arise and notice it in the body and breathe into it and allow the information to to work with you to work with your body to work with your dna and so thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this please share with someone else who may be interested in this kind of work and really grateful for all of you who have been tuning in and listening and i really hope that you all have a most blessed lionsgate portal as we peak on Sunday 8-8, highly recommend being in a state of, uh, of reverence and maybe prayer, ceremony, deep honoring of, of both our human and our spirit to honor Mother, Father, God, however that shows up for you, whatever that means for you, and really, really allow yourself to, to hold a vision of what it is that you feel you are to experience in this lifetime what is your highest potential vision for your life for your family for your relationships for your community and hold that vision that day in deep prayer meditation or ceremony and really feel what it feels like in your body as you visualize that highest potential timeline for yourself, really allow yourself to fully feel it in your body as if it is happening and just witness the miracles that occur for you as we, as we move into these transformational times. Many blessings. Thank you deeply to all of our supporters for making this love cast possible.